She's a very exciting filly. Welcome to Thoroughbred Weekly after day one of the championships. The favourites got home in three of the four big ones. Then Mr Brightside, a Ruffy and the Doncaster. We've got 90 minutes to bring you all the action with Duff and Corey. And so many highlights, so many highlights. You have to comprehend when you get home, you've been working, you don't suck it all in until you yep. get home. And it started on Friday morning at 10.30. Um, I would have thought we were long odds to get this meeting away. Mm. Uh, so it was looking terrible. And then the wind gods come in mm -hmm. and blew everything off the coast, dried the track out a little bit. We had a fair track on race day. Uh, we got to the country championships and what a promotion that is. I say, if you want to be disruptive, give them a million. Give them a million because they mm. bring more advertisement to this day and nearly everything on the day that's going around the country areas and and I think it'll be half another half million well spent if you if you want to yep. be disruptive and then we got to um, obviously Fireburn um, who's now even money favorite to win a triple crown so that's the right result uh, you got to Hitotsu he's the first horse since Mahogany uh, to win the double and could be anything who knows he might even running first up in a Cox Plate and then obviously Nature Strip, a champion. Mm. What's he got? 18 million now. Mm. And then we finished with those two, uh, the two young fellas, uh, the Hayes boys. Their yeah. stable was decimated when their father went back to Hong Kong. Mm. Everyone was scared to leave their horses there. And they've done a sensational job, and they've won one of the biggest majors in the country. Uh, so a big day. Mm. Have you left day. anything for Corey? Uh, no. Have you, have you <laughs> left anything? Uh, there's plenty there. Give me something. Mate. <laughs> Give me something. <laughs> Oh, it was a great day, just a great day's racing. The crowd, um, it was a, a real buzz to stand out in front of the stand and, and watch the races and hear the crowd. Mm. Like Ronnie said, especially the country championships, they were, they were going wild, all the owners. So You, knew, you knew from early on, but race one, there, there was a big crowd building. Mm. Um, you, you can tell if it's going to be a big crowd if they're there before the first yep. and they were and it just got bigger and bigger. And that wink stand, I would have loved to have been up there to watch the races. What a, what a vantage point and people really took to it yesterday. Yeah, especially the um, the derby starting right out the front yep. of the, the wink stand. It's, um, yeah, again, just a great day's racing. Super. I'll ask you at the end of the show, after we go back and, and look at all of these races, what was the, the, the biggest performance of the day? And that's not going to be easy. Impossible. I was thinking of it last night and just a little column I'm doing for the paper on Monday and I'm thinking, what's the run of the day? I'm going, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I, mean, I, was, I was thinking, well, maybe it's Nature Strip because he's a grand trinal performer, but um, 
Yeah, and then you look at Hidatsu, yeah. and he was sensational. I must say, looking at a couple of jockeys walking out after the last, they were exhausted. Yep. Absolutely exhausted. Like me, walking with them. <laughs> <laughs> Big fields, heavy track, it was tough work. Uh, let's go back, first up, let's start with the Doncaster, the $3 million Doncaster. Here it is, from the start, over the mile. No speed by Inspirational Girl. She'll settle last and Delsberg won the start from Converge. Going forward is Forbidden Love and Just Focus slicing through as well. Then came Dallas Sand from I'm Thunderstruck and Miss Mr Brightside on the Improver. Lighthouses cast pretty deep, followed them by Laws of Indices, who's improving on the rails. Then Kiss and All Four Cheeks on the inside of Ice Bath King Magnus. Uh, deep Out Banker's Choice, followed by Nemerian going up the fence in advance of Brutality. Then came Keku from Sky Lab, inspirational girl. And last year's winner, Cascadian, settles last 16 lengths off the lead. Clark has the front here on Ellsberg, and the favourites running second, Forbidden Love. Looking for another group one, Converse, the three-year-old third, the rails. Followed by Just Folk, planted three deep on the outside of Dallasan. They're followed further back by Lighthouse and a wide path on the outside of Ice Bath. And then came Kiss and all four cheeks, the rails. They're followed further back by Banker's Choice as they come up to the the home turn, a gap back to Private Eye from New Marion. They've got 550 to run, and it's Ellsberg being eyeballed by the mayor for Bidden Love, and the favourite strides up big big time on the outside. Then came Converse from Just Folk Dallasan. I'm Thunderstruck is coming into the race as Forbidden Love races to the lead at the 300. Forbidden Love a length clear. I'm Thunderstruck's the big danger. It's Forbidden Love three quarters to I'm Thunderstruck working into the clear. Mr. Brightside from Ice Bar. Forbidden Love under siege. Mr. Brightside charged up. Mr. Brightside takes the lead. Ice Bath runs on. Mr. Brightside for the Hayes boys wins it. I'm Thunderstruck second. Ice Bath third. Then forbidden. Well, surely I'm Thunderstruck and Ice Bath were always going to beat Mr. Brightside home there at, at varying stages down the straight. Well, when I'm Thunderstruck, as you'll see here, he just pushes um, Mr. Brightside straight out of the road, and you think, well, he's gone. And, and then you see Forbidden Love's half travelling but didn't quicken. And then you'd see I'm Thunderstruck, you're entitled to go the early crow about here, saying he's, oh, he's going to, he's going to, he's, he's home. He's put probably a, a length and a half on the winner. Yeah, he seemed to float here. And then when Mr. Brightside went past him, he, he seemed to lift again through the line. And, and even an Ice Bath, who's, what, she won four million now, uh, she looms up in another big race. But, um, yeah, look, you can't take anything away from the winner. As you say, he he, he, he sort of travelled in the right spot, but he, he didn't have the the greatest run in the race. Mm. Uh, but that didn't matter yesterday with those heavy nine conditions. But um, what do we want to say about this race? I, I, I think, you know, they didn't go that hard. Um, so, look, you just got to give all the accolades to the winner. He's um, uh, It's unbelievable that one, two, three come out of the barrier trial in Melbourne. And I'm not being disrespectful saying the barrier trial, the all-star mile, mm. but that was that race they mm. went three-quarter pace and sprinted home. So yep. these horses didn't have a hard run leading into this race. They had, you know, they, they, they were on fresh legs coming into this race and they've run one, two, three. So the, yeah, that has to say something. Um, and they obviously got it. The, the lightweights may have just uh, went against uh, I'm Thunderstruck there as well because he, he had to carry, well, 55 and a half and the others were more or less on the 50 kilo mark. So all in all, we had a, um, a rightful winner, I would have thought. 
He's a good horse. I'm not thunderstruck. And that old warrior Dallasan, he just keeps running well in these big Brentwick miles. He was he was terrific again. Converged spells. Cascadian uh, got home good. He was enormous. Look, like we're just Come saying how slow they're gone. Look at him back there. Come from last, basically. Second last. Mm. It's a it's a tough work, and he's uh, he's motored home. But it's a, it's probably the story of his life. Although he did win this race um, last year. Yep. But, uh, Look at that there. It's, it's amazing that helicopter shot. A little yeah. ice bath game in defeat again. She was unbelievable. Yeah. No, she was terrific. And Freddie Kersley got fined 5000 uh, for whip use in that race as yeah. well on ice bath. So what she, she's been placed in two Doncasters, a Golden Eagle, a Cantala. And there might be more. I'm, I'm missing one. Yeah. She's won, and and, and the, the big race she won is that there's the new race, the Invitation. Yeah. That's right. Four million. Main, mainly through big placings. Very frustrating for Brad. Brad yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although she runs well every time. It must be hard must, to cop having be. four million in the bank. <laughs> for sure. You know, it must be really <laughs> <Not> hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really hard to cop. <laughs> uh, what about these two kids? I would say kids. I mean, when you compare them to, yeah. um, you know, the big names around, they are so young and what a future they've got. Unbelievable. Ben Hayes and JD Hayes. He's just... Um, Ben is the spit out of his father's mouth. Even the way that he talks, he says he don't make decisions on race days. <laughs> I heard him after the party. It's exactly the same as David. Well, he's the oldest, and then Sophie come along, and then the twins. Yep. Um, uh, obviously, um, the twins Will come after that, Will and JD. And um, they're, 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 uh, they're well-educated yeah, boys. Yeah, very, very. Yeah, you would have known them from Hong Kong. Yeah, I, I've known them little since I was boys, boys, like running around the, the park down the back. Um, my wife knows them very well. Mm. <laughs> one of them actually give her a slap on the bum one afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure which one it was, Will or JD, but yeah, quite cheeky as kids. Can right. you a quick look through the record books, because that's what we went searching for about the Hayes name in the Doncaster. They're the first of the family to win a Doncaster. Colin didn't win one, it's, David didn't win one. It's, you, it's you would have thought they won everything else. Yeah, like David's won all the big ones. Um, you, th you, you would think a Doncaster mile would be mm. right up his alley, yeah. for sure. I suppose if you were having lunch with David, he would tell you how many he should have won. It <laughs> <laughs> pilot error. <laughs> yes, pilot error. <laughs> and was it more than appropriate that Craig Williams was aboard? Yeah, he's yeah. been part of the team for a while and he rides light and um, a little bit quiet of late, but he's a... He, he, performer, and he's he? one of those riders, the moment you say that he's not riding well, I know. I guarantee he'll he come out and just, back. you know, jag a group one or... Yeah, he's a great rider, Craig. Well, it was uh, it was the first uh, Group One for the boys together, uh, Ben and JD. For Craig Williams, it was his 68th Group One victory of his career. Here's what happened after the Doncaster. Oh, it's just a, just a, with all the change we've had over the last year, uh, Dad going to Hong Kong, Tom leaving the partnership, uh, to get a result like this uh, with all our team, our new team around us, uh, it's just the biggest thrill. Uh, Brightside was a special horse to us. It was our first um, city winner and first state winner in Victoria, and now he's our first Group One winner, and uh, he's a special, special horse. How'd you get him? Wayne Allman uh, purchased him out of a race in New Zealand and offered it to us, and we put a couple of our clients, he put a couple of his clients, and. Um, he just kept improving. So he showed a lot of faith in you and JD. He did. He backed us from the start, uh, which is fantastic. And, you know, uh, a lot of our owners did back us. Uh, there was a couple that went, but uh, hopefully they'll come back now. And uh, we're hungry and we want to succeed and we're getting it done. 
You've been dreaming about this, haven't you? Yeah, I have, ever since he ran fourth in the Cantala. So that was a long-range plan. It was just come into place beautifully, aided by a perfect ride. And I just want to give a shout-out to Joe Molinaro, who's one of the owners that can't be here. Unfortunately, he tested positive to COVID. So, but um, he'll be absolutely loving this, and it's just a great moment for everyone. Ben was just talking about, you know, getting things started again, you two together. Does, does this feel like the start of something big? Well, I hope so. I'll tell you in 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> Where to next for this horse? We'll, we'll sit down and have a think. think about it over a few beers tonight. You'll yeah. do that? Well, look, he won impressively, so we'll have a good talk about it. Don't make race day decisions. No, so. and I must say, Craig Williams forms a great uh, piece of history to, to be involved with the Hayes name for so many years and to be here today. Well, he formed that relationship with Dad when they both came back from Hong Kong and he was stable jockey, so he's had a lot of success for our family. It's just great to continue the tradition into our, uh, turn, our turn as such. They're the future, and uh, when they um, come into the yard today for, say, Sydney's biggest race and first day of the championships, as young trainers, they just said, we're leaving up to you, tricky barrier draw but they just said this horse is going better than he's gone this whole prep. So they give me the confidence and then we have to trust the horse and through their hard work and their education and their processes, then that's the end result. They won a group one. The way that this horse has come over from New Zealand in one preparation that then finished fourth, they just, just took the steps through his grades and really developed this horse. And he's still not a furnished product yet. So really looking forward to an exciting spring with him now that he will probably be a I wait for age horse. You said you drew Tricky. How, how did it end up? Um, his attitude was much better today, so he began much better than what he has on his previous first two runs, his prep. And I was then able to then use his natural gait speed, um, got into a nice position, followed the fellow Victorian, which I thought was nice because we also brought you guys some Melbourne weather. And um, he did get off balance where the other Melbourne horses either pushed me out of the road at the top of the straight. Once he actually got balance, I'm not saying he loved the track, but every time I urged him along and asked him to extend, he really responded, and for a horse that really wasn't that comfortable in the ground, it just shows the qualities of this horse, and, and obviously the, the preparation from uh, the training combination of, uh, of Lindsay Park, most importantly of, uh, of Ben and JD Hayes. Hugh Bowman, I'm Thunderstruck. Delighted with him. Fred Kersley, Ice Bath. Look, fantastic run, she travelled very well, and um, she was brave. Jamie Carr for Ben and Love. Yeah, really good effort. Um, I just don't think she's quite as sharp at that mile. Chad Schofield, Dallasan. He ran very well. I just wish, wish the track was a touch firmer because he doesn't love that heavy ground, but he still ran very well. Theo Nugent. Uh, super run. Had a beautiful cut up in the race and uh, his last 50 metres was the best. Tim Clark. Yeah, I thought he ran really well in, in that sort of grade. He, he tried hard. Damien Lane. She was honest. Uh, probably just lost that little bit of turn of foot that she normally has, uh, but tried hard all the way along. Jace McDonald, Cascadian. He's gone superb. He's um, back in a slowly run race. Had no chance from back there, but he would have rattled off some good seats from Tommy Berry, Laws of Indices. Yeah, I was wrapped with his run. He just sees it too heavy from these tracks, but just look forward to him in the spring. He's a nice horse. Brock Ryan. Got a little bit further back than I wanted to, but I thought he hit the line strong. Jay Ford. Yeah, he got back as usual and closed off credibly. Dean Holland. Thought he went great. He just couldn't get the cover he needed early. As a result, he over-raced a little bit, but he stuck on his very game. Willie Pike, inspirational girl. Yeah, I didn't ride it very good. Robbie Dolan. He's a horse that's looking for further now. Linda Meach, Kiko. Oh, she's a little bit too far back. Cathy O'Hara, Skylab. No, look, they just went too slow for me. A bit of a sit and sprint back from where I was, just struggled to make any ground. Rachel King, Converge. Um, he just raced a bit flat today. Regan Bayless, Private Eye. Yeah, it was just a little bit keen. It wasn't really a solidly run Duncaster, I didn't feel. 
Um, just got on the bridle there in middle stages, but it was too bad to be true. Alicia Collett. Look, she didn't enjoy the track that well. Yes, so Huey, expert jockey, presented him absolutely perfectly. I thought the ride was perfect. He just came back and said, look, I've ridden him on top of the ground, and I've ridden him here, and I'll tell you that the horse is better on top of the ground. He only ended up second because of how tough and brave, and uh, he said I could feel a little bit of spin underneath me. So uh, good luck to the Hazy boys. Uh, done a great job, those lads. And, uh, you know, it's a handicap, and we carried a little bit more pud. But uh, he'll go to the paddock now and uh, put a circle around the cox plate. And... My man Huey says, the best is yet to come. Okay, there you go. There's the wrap-up. We'll believe it if he rides it. <laughs> <laughs> they call, some people call the Doncaster the fifth major. Well, Craig Williams has won all five then. Yeah. He's, he's taken the, the two cups, the Cox Plate, Golden Slipper, yeah. now Doncaster. Pretty good achievement. Yeah. Yep. Can we talk about the, the track overall? Yeah. Um, now that we've seen the Doncaster, we've got so much more racing to come. I think, I think the the guys overdone it a little bit getting out as far as they did yes um i know there were big fields and they had to sort of come out um you know to give themselves a chance but i think just the early couple of races the boys that walked it uh the abdullahs uh, the berries they said that the first from the fence to the four maybe five off was no good but i think they overdone it a little just bit. outside that was very good yeah that's right <laughs> so yeah sometimes you can go right down the outside there's a few that were good around the outside yeah. like all in all Considering circumstances, yeah. the track was amazing. Yep. Yes, I thought it raced and, really good. And I think um, it's very disappointing that Navesh Ramdani is going. Yeah, I he's can't. going to the Gold Coast. Mm. That that is a major blow to the ATC. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a it's a big asset to the, to the Gold Coast Turf Club. There's no doubt about that. Not only does he, he is he very good at what he does, overseeing these tracks. He's got a demeanour that you need for that job. job yeah. He's cool. He, he, he can take criticism. Yep. And the criticism comes with that job, and you've got to be able to take it. Mm. Otherwise, it'll wear you down. Yep. You, know, the, I'm, you know, punters are a tough mob. Yeah. <laughs> and when they pick on you, and uh, yep. you've got to be able to take it, and you, not all the time things go right with, go right with these tracks. Um, Ramwick's been sensational considering the circumstances. Rose are probably not as good, uh, but that, that can change. Um, a huge loss. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the story is. Probably money usually is, but maybe he wants to move north. But maybe, yeah, maybe but, he just wants but, a lifestyle change. But it's a, it was a shock. It was a shock. And Mike, obviously, they work very well together too. I, I'm, I'm only guessing because of, of what I've seen. Mm. Uh, Navesh and Mike would uh, work very, very closely. Yep. And um, thank God we're not losing him. No. <laughs> well, we better yeah. not lose him. No, 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 no. That won't happen. Because he is. Uh, he's probably the man to take over. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a sudden, you know, in the middle of a carnival, why do we see an announcement like that? Mm. Um, yeah, but good luck to Navesh. He, he wants to take his family there for a, a lifestyle change. Yep. That's his decision. Well, we've got to live with it, but it's going to be our loss. Mm. Yeah, definitely. When we come back, Nature Strip did what Chautauqua did. He won his third TJ Smith.
and Eduardo jumped brilliantly from barrier three. Shelby 66 away well, and Nature Strip is rolling forward, so it's on already. Eduardo leads from Nature Strip. The two big wigs running one, two in the early part, followed by Overpass, who's in a handy position together with Powell Laley. Mask Crusader trying to improve on the rails. Deeper out then is Rock and Horse, followed then by Rule of Law. Shelby 66 drifting back now, followed by Count the Rupee, Bellucci Babe, and Zutori is the last one. Nature Strip takes the lead clearly at the 600 metres. He really went steady on Eduardo in second spot, and their dominant leaders coming to the turn from over past Pelleli, and out deep is Rock and Horse. Shelby 66 gets onto his back, followed by Mars Crusader taking a rails run into the straight, though Nature Strip extends his lead on Eduardo. Two and a half between them, and they're well clear from the rest. Nature Strip at the 250, two lengths in front. The eight-year-old Eduardo's trying his heart out, but Nature Strip wants his piece of history today, and he's got it. Here's a TJ trouble for the Sprint King. Nature Strip goes on to beat Eduardo. Palaili third, and wide up Bellucci Bay running fourth, just in front of overpass. Then Satori from... At his absolute peak on this day, three years in a row. At his absolute peak. He just knows him so well, Chris, doesn't he? He just yeah. knows this horse like the back of his hand, peaks him third up, has to have the flat run in the middle, um, which we get used to, and then he gets him to 1,200 yeah. metres. He's, he's absolutely amazing, not only as a trainer, but like just, it, like you said, Ronnie, to peak him right at the right time, and you could tell even when I went in and spoke to J-Mac, even in J-Mac's voice, you could just... It'll win. Yeah, he just had no doubt whatsoever. Um, just electric yesterday. Yeah, and the way um, he's got confidence in James, because he, he read the play again so beautifully. You know, yeah. everyone thought, oh, he's going to just sit on, you know, the girth of, of Eduardo. Eduardo was out aggressively. And then he just loves the outside barrier of this horse. Yep. It's just made for him. It's just made for him. And, and now Nash is questioning himself now, isn't he, Corey? He did. I, I spoke to him a couple of times after the race, and um, you know Nash is always a deep thinker. You know, you can you can see that. But um, but yeah, I think he was a little bit dirty on himself that he never um, made Nature Strip work a little bit more. Yeah, I, he, he's definitely doubting doubting the way that he rode the horse. I don't think he should. No, I, 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 I don't, don't think it should. made any difference. He, ha he hasn't beaten Nature Strip at 1,200 before. No. He thought, OK, look at him slipstreaming, slipstreaming, and you thought, well, you know, he, I, I thought he'd give him every possible. No, yeah. I don't think anything he could have no. done could have improved his position any more than what it did. So yeah. it was just a horse in the zone. His record speaks for itself. He's, he's the second highest earner we've, in history in Australia now, uh, with 18, nearly 18 million in the bank. Eduardo, we, you could go home. He was brave as always. You'd go home proud of him again. Um, the three-year-old was pretty good. Um, Pulele and Overpass both went well. And she's a, just a ripper, Bellucci, babe. She's been up and doing some good things, this preparation. Shelby, he pulled up three out of five lame. So he's obviously got... It wasn't wet enough for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, just jarred up, maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Two weeks between runs, so... You can see him there. He's not right. He's hanging in. Yeah. And he was sore um, after the race. So uh, for Shelby supporters, there was an excuse there. But I don't think there was any excuses we had for anyone. the right winner. No. He's obviously a very hard horse to train, Shelby, because he can't cop the work... I think he's got his... In between races. Yeah. So the racing is keeping him fit. fit yeah. He doesn't have to do with him in, in between. Yeah, he's one of the... I think, like I said, he, he's hard to train. He's got little issues that Danny's got to keep on top of. 
and well, he's done a pretty good job so far. Yeah, yeah. and he, it's not over yet. No, so definitely not. There are more races at the carnival. My word. You know. Um, so Chris will talk about this in the, in the interview about the plans. It involves the Everest defending his crown, and it also yeah, well, involves him going overseas. Yeah. Well, it's just those races in Europe where they stack up and down the straight there, they're just ready-made for him. Mm. And it's time for him, if they, it's been the passion of the owners, I think, to conquer the world, and, and he can do it in a couple of weeks now. And yep. he is an eight-year-old. Yeah, know, let's face it, you might as well... much time left. Let's, mm. If they want to do it, uh, if he's sound and well... How's he going to get him third up into it? <laughs> yeah, so, well, that's, you know what? I was thinking about the same thing. A month between runs, if he's absolutely perfect, a month between runs off the back of that second up run, yep. how's Chris going to attack Royal Ascot? Yeah. He will have Of course plan. he will. Yeah, of course yeah. he will. But, but it won't be that plan, will it? No, but it'll be compensated by stuff he does with him at home. Yeah. Um, so it'll be exciting if he gets there um, because he, he's got a, you know, a cult status about him. Well, do you think he's the best one to, like, do you think he's the best horse that's actually going to go and do that? Like, well, we've got that three, we've taken? They're saying three. Though. Well, Home Affairs. Yep. And, and this Artorias is a real sneaky one. I reckon he's, if they overdid it up front down the big straight there and up the hill, he's a very strong sprinter. Hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it, it adds interest. There comes a time where you just got to go and show off. <laughs> and this is what this is about. So it's not for the money. Because no. he stays here and earns more. Yeah, this yeah. is about showing off. Yeah. Everyone loves to show off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit late for us now. But it's too late. <laughs> let's, go, let's go and hear from uh, everyone after the TJ. He's got a cult following. <laughs> Whether they like him or hate him, he's got a following. And um, most people <laughs> really appreciate the horse for what he is. And um, he's very special. Uh, yeah, he puts them under a bit of pressure and uh, just gives it to them. Isn't three of his best wins have come in this race? Yeah. Today's his day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. He's a, he's a better horse in the autumn. Um, and he's a good horse over 1,200 metres. And, um, yeah, if you want to go with him, you're in trouble. And we probably just rode him a bit cheap last start. He was coming off a really tough first-up run. Yeah, and as we've learnt, four weeks after... A run before is probably when he's at his optimum. So, yeah, the, the, the first up run against Home Affairs took a, took a bit out of him, and we've had enough time to bounce out of it. Did it pan out the way you thought it would, with him controlling like that? Um, I thought Nash was a bit cheeky, taking a sit behind us, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get in our slipstream. It looked good. It would have come yeah. off. He would have been a, a hero if it come off, but uh, he didn't have the motor we had. You're going to show him off. Overseas now? I would say so. It'll be up to the owners to uh, work out where they want him to go. I'm sure the, the, main, the main aim is to have him back here for the Everest and uh, if we can shoot over and see... Um, the your, your friend? Yeah, our friends at Royal Ascot. Um, it'll be pretty special. Well, you'd be taking the Everest overseas, wouldn't you? You'd be showing off the Everest for what it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, everybody respects Australian racing and especially our sprinters and middle-distance horses, so... Yeah, it'd be great to take horses like him and Home Affairs over there and put that flag up pretty yeah. high. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? Three of them. Wow. Unbelievable. He's got the Everest. He's won, the, he's won everything in Australia. He's just an incredible, incredible horse. And uh, this one, um, I don't know, it feels, it feels just surreal. I, 
get quite excited after a line, but I just felt, I don't know, numb after it, and because um, the horse is just, just an up marvel, I just can't believe him. What he's achieved in his career, he's just a freak. A little bit of cat and mouse going on with yourself and um, Nash down the back. Nash was happy to take the sit. Yeah, it was. Well, the barrier allowed us to do what we wanted. It was no concern whatsoever. If not, it was a blessing. He he, he popped away the cleanest he's ever popped away. He was just on song. You can see his demeanour when he was walking around the barriers before he even loads into the gates. He's on song. So my job is just to hang on to the neck strap and just keep going through my gears. But when he pricked the ears at, at, at the 400, I, I knew there was, it would take a good one to run him down. Nash Rewilla Eduardo. Oh, look, he ran super. I, I uh, you know, I, I, I don't know whether I really did the right thing letting him go today, but uh, I, I felt my gut. I was doing the right thing by my horse. Um, and uh, look, he's, he's, he's running a normal, fantastic race. And uh, look, I said to the owners, I, I thought the winner went five lengths better than it did the other day. That's all there was to it. You know, did better track. And um, you know, when we can't burst his bubble, he's, he's too good. Jamie Carr, Polelli. Yeah, great, great effort. Um, beaten by two very nice horses. Um, good effort though. Josh Palm, Bellucci Babe. Uh, career best performance, I believe. She's uh, she's thriving at the moment, knocking on the door. Tim Clark, overpass. Yeah, excellent performance. He tried his, his heart out, and for a young three-year-old, he's done a, an amazing job. Damien Lane, Zutori. Running his usual honest race. Uh, just got back into an impossible position. Tommy Berry, Shelby, 66. Yeah, he ran well. He didn't feel as comfortable to me today, and he hung in quite a bit in the straight. So that, you know, there might be something a little bit there, but um, look. Wait for age at 1200s, a different ball game. He, he did very well. Bretton Abdella, rule of law. Yeah, he didn't step cleanly, he jumped out, and it probably cost him running maybe fifth or sixth. Willie Pike, Mask Crusader. Uh, a little bit disappointing. Hugh Bowman, Rockin' Horse. Rockin' Horse couldn't quite, quite cope with that pressure. Brock Ryan, Count de Rupi. Not much went right from the jump, but then he just didn't handle the track down the straight either. Tab Everest, $4. Now, the plan is to come back for the Everest via a trip on the plane. Uh, classic legend, well, he's he's still there. Got a bit aggressive yesterday. yesterday. Oh, sorry, um, I'm thinking of um, Mars Crusader. Yes, Mars, yes, yeah, Mars Crusader. Well, he's first. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he's going for a last spell. Year. He's going for a spell. Yeah. Uh, I read in the stewards' report. So, yeah, something else is going to pop up there. Um, yeah, it's, uh, he's the king of the castle, and that's he where sure he should is. be in the market. He sure is. Okay, well, what are we going to do next? Danny Williams about Shelby. Tried his heart out, he travelled a lot of extra ground and Tommy said that uh, he just didn't feel the same horse today so uh, we'll see how he comes through that. His gallant effort today most probably would like a little bit softer but the formula that we normally use backing him up week after week is, is the formula that works which we don't have to work him and two weeks in between runs we have to start and work him and, and that sort of you know starts to bring his routine un, undone. So. Uh, considering that, I think he's done exceptionally well. And look, he was going to be right in it. He tried very hard. He's put his heart into it, and we're very proud of him. When you get into a dead set heavyweight clash with Eduardo and Nature Strip, it just goes to another level, doesn't it? Yeah, look, no doubt about that. They're two fantastic horses, and we're, we are talking about the best horse, fastest horses in Australia. And he looked a different horse today, uh, Nature Strip. He, he was a little bit lacklustre last start, and even walking around here, and today he was on his toes. He looked had that killer instinct in his eye and he looked fantastic in the coat and well done to 
Chris and his team, uh, they had the horse perfect today and uh, we'll come back and battle another day. Well, we saw a very special horse win the derby yesterday, Hitotsu. He does the double, the Victorian and Australian derby. Incredibly, Johnny Allen has now won in Australia, in the capital cities, 11 derbies. It's, um, it's an amazing story. Like, he hasn't been here that long. No, and he come over here, he was wanting to ride in a few jumps races and ride work and yeah. have a good lifestyle, and he's, he's now one of our leading Group 1 riders every year. And he was beaten here. Talk, talk about the early crow. Talk about off the canvas, and that you're right. Talk about, this is the second early crow for me on the day. How, how, how did he fight back? The, was, more, the more interference he, he found, he, the better he was. him into action. Yeah. Uh, how good is he? I don't know. And Johnny Very Allen's good. comments after the race is he never handled the going astride. Look he's, at this. Look at this overhead shot here. Like... The grey company. He's under. He looks like he's under full pressure. Hitotsu. Bang! Gotcha. And then look at this. And then Turn it off. <laughs> Turn it off. Ah. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Yeah. Good luck to me. I, I will. I'm not that I second guess Kieran Ma. I just didn't like the setup. But how can you second guess a trainer like him? Yep. He is a, a, an unbelievable trainer. Great, great training performance. And I'm not leaving out David as well. They, what a combination they have. And I wouldn't be surprised if David starts to spend more time in Sydney. Now he's bought a property here. And in David's got the grip on the Melbourne side of things. I, I'm just guessing, but um, he's got a few bases covered there. And Benno was a bit underdone. Hey? Benno a bit underdone. <laughs> he might have been. He didn't have hard enough run on Monday. I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but uh, a great race to Derby, and uh, then obviously there was uh, Regal Line had a slow recovery there, and the first three just dominated. It's hard to talk about the race other than give the winner a huge rap, and um, can't wait for him to return. He's an exciting prospect. Johnny Allen, two Australian derbies, one Queensland derby, yep. four South Australian derbies, two Victorian derbies, two Tasmanian derbies. <laughs> That's incredible. That is incredible. He'd have to be leading Derby. Well, I'm just trying to think, who could have won George, more derbies George, than Johnny Allen? George Moore. George Moore. Tommy Smith. Damien Oliver. <laughs> I wonder what Damien's won. Yeah. Damien's won a good few. Someone will tell us. And by the way, what was that uh, for uh, Johnny Allen overall? So the 11... Well, he, well, here's another stat. 11 derbies. He's won 17 Group 1s in his career. And 17 11, in his career, 11, 11 of them have been derbies. That's, that is big. Those, those names you mentioned don't have that percentage. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, can't, call, can't call him Curly anymore. Can no, you? Curly's, Curly's had the shave and... Um, he's all trim, torn and terrific. Yes, now. he's a new man. He's got a <laughs> great got a horse. I think he's got a stylist. <laughs> Here he is, Kirama. Ability. Uh, yeah, that's, that's basically how they do it. Um, you got to have the engine, you got to have the lungs. And uh, fortunate we've got a great team to prepare, to prepare him. Um, he put the writing on the wall probably about a month before the Guineas that he was in a better shape than what he was two weeks before the derby, the VRC derby. So that gave us a lot of confidence going into the Guineas. Uh, we knew everything had to go right for him to win at the mile. Beautiful ride by Johnny. 
And once he did that, I was full of confidence to come here. The only little negative was the track, but I knew his ability would take him a long way. Um, I thought he would actually travel a little stronger than what he did, but um, he, he certainly wasn't at home on it, but his class and ability shone, shone through. Two derbies and only eight career starts. <laughs> and, a, and a Guinness. It's pretty phenomenal. And a Guinness. It's pretty phenomenal, isn't it? Uh, what, is there anything beyond this horse? Could he back up next week? No. 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 We're fair to him. He's fair to us. We'll get him ready for a cost fight now. Yeah, look, very good. He never handled the ground. Um, he was very lethargic out the gates today and, like, didn't want to bustle him, just left him alone. Ended up getting a nice cart off floodlights. Oh, not floodlights. Um, Bustling's other horse, but uh, same colours. But he just travelled well enough into it without ever really getting through the ground good. Um, I gave him a squeeze around the corner. He picked up, probably hit the front a bit soon and idled. They came past me and just his toughness, he just battled back and put him away again. Brenton Abdullah, Benno. Yeah, he gave me a great ride. Thought we were the winner at the 300, but very proud of him. Disappointed in the result, but uh, full credit to John and the team. They had him spot on on grand final and we've just missed. We ran third in it last year, second this year, so maybe next year. Hugh Bowman, Allegra. Uh, delighted with him and you know full credit to the team to get him here with such great order, but the winners were too good. Tim Clark, zoom on. Uh, look, he was um, much better today. He was pretty, pretty disappointing five days ago, but he's really turned that around quickly. Rachel King, Sea Treasures. Uh, really strong run up in company. Craig Williams, Raging Bull. Raging Bull ran really well today. The barrier's a big disadvantage, but we got behind, was able to follow in the run, the winner and the second horse. When they quickened up, he, I didn't have the horse to be able to go with it. Josh Palm, Morris is my dad. Unfortunately, I couldn't get him to tuck his head uh, at any stage outside the leader, and he just worked too hard. Nash Rewilla, Castle Ray Kid. Yeah, look, he travelled really well. I just couldn't pick up in the conditions. James McDonald, Regal Lion. Uh, he just didn't really back up. He looked great and felt good, but he just didn't. Sean Geimer, Clyde. Yeah, he's racing against, you know, very tough, uh, tough opposition, but he just didn't really settle for me today and finish the race off. Tommy Berry. Yeah, just a bit too far from the 2400, but I think he's probably just a... Uh, a mile off, off the back of a good speed. Mark Zara, I forgot you. Yeah, look, couldn't get in from the gate and he probably needs a softer run to run that trip. Willie Pike, footlats? Um, yeah, I was stuck in the slow going. Robbie Dolan, white noise? Yeah, we had to get a long way back from the gate and he just never picked up. Chad Schofield, Elzami? Uh, he hated the ground. I'm speechless, mate. Um, we just probably got, to be fair, just got beat by a better horse in the day. I felt a bit sorry, you know, for Brenton to be honest, because I thought the ride deserved uh, a win. You know, like he he drew 16. He had him on the fence, following the two favourites. By the time they gone out of the straight the first time, and and then turn of home, I, when he came around the turn, I, I just thought he'd win. You know, so uh, yeah, I'm speechless. Yep, he's got some guts. No, no, he's a great horse, and they're just so bloody hard to win. You know, so. Fair play to uh, Kieran and their team. They've got a, obviously the superior stayer on the day, but we're really proud of our little bloke and he's got a lot to offer going forward. You know, it's only his eighth start and he's got a really bright future. Yeah, for Johnny O'Shea, that was the one yeah. that got away. Yeah. Now, let's go to the English size, this, this marvellous filly. Uh, she's the first filly to win the slipper size double since Merlin. Uh, if she goes on to win the champagne, she'll be the um, the next filly since Burst to win the Triple Crown. And who says she will not win the Triple Crown after this? Well, she's even money. That tells you uh, how dominant she is. And 
she just loves to chase them down. We've been saying it for two or three starts now. She just loves a, something to peg back. And once she got sight of the leader here, she did her thing and raced away. The Phillies were so, so dominant again. Um, I heard Breton on radio this morning say when he straightened up and uh, the second horse was six lengths in front of him, he said it wasn't far enough. Mm. He said yeah, it, it yeah. wasn't far enough. He, he knew he was going to pick him up really quickly and easily. Um, that, that's a big statement, you know, <laughs> to six lengths in front saying that's not far enough. Um, she's, she's, a, she's a bit of a freak, I think. Yeah, well, she might be. We're, we're, and there's every indication that she's just got a mile written all over her. Let's roll the dice. He looks like a miler as well. He's probably the best of the Colts there. Dormier battled okay. And, and then you've um, obviously Brosnan was three out of five lame. And, and let's talk about this uh, celebration. Um, do you $5,000, $4,000 fine, then a $500 fine for taking his helmet off, off when he went mm -hmm. to scale. Do we, do we call it a celebration? It's, it's not actually a celebration, is it? Well, he's been, he's been fined under the rule of a celebratory gesture, mm. but it wasn't. It was... Cheeky. Yeah. It was very cheeky. I don't know. I, uh, everyone's got a different opinion. I've heard conflicting yeah, arguments I, both sides. I, I thought it was, it was good. I thought it was good theatre. It was theatre. I, I, I will tell you something. I, he I heard um, that someone was suggesting that he was giving it to Tommy about bringing him down like yeah, in the race for, but that, that was just, Their best friend. that was uncalled for. Like that, no. that, he, wasn't, that wasn't the case at all. He is saying, come on, come on, keep up. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Where come are on. Uh, now, he's probably, now he's probably got two of the cheekiest um, yeah. celebrations or whatever you want to call it, because it was the Oaks in, 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 in Melbourne where he took a bow at, the, at the 50. <laughs> I like that too, yeah. <laughs> that was good. I've got no problem with that, except that it is breaking the rules. Well, and the stewards well, came down on him like a tonne of bricks. Mm. They, were, they took him to task. And, and Mark Van Gestel was not in a kidding mood. No, no. I thought when, he was when, actually... when he asked Abdullah to explain himself in the room, I was watching it live. And um, Brett was really taken aback, thinking, well, what have I done, what have I done wrong? Mm. Fine me, but what have I done wrong? And Mark Van Gessel was having none of it. And then he rolled the tape forward. After he'd finished with that, he rolled the tape forward. And he said, what's this about? Yeah. When he came back to scale and took, took his hat off. off. <laughs> now, you don't, in the old days, you could, you, everyone, yeah, did yeah, everyone did it. I think the last jockey I saw take his hat off, his cap off, was Bowman when he came back after Winks had won a final race. He yeah. stood in front of the grandstand and raised his whip and his cap. Well, he, he, you can't yeah, that take was... that moment away, that, of that one of Bowman's, you know. Yeah, but no, I, that's right. Well, I get it all. Helmet. He threw his helmet to the crowd in well, one of Cox. Oh, that's right. He did yeah. too, yes. He threw it into the crowd. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. He threw so, it into the crowd. Look, the stewards are there to make sure the rules are, you know, you, you, yeah. you don't bend the rules. Was, so, now, now, here's the other point. Was it disrespectful? No. I don't think so. Was he so, disrespecting Anthony Cummings' horse or Tommy Berry? Oh, come on. We're in a yeah, I, I don't some, think some jurisdictions <laughs> encourage it. In Hong Kong, mm. they love the fanfare. Yeah. And the, the people engage. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're in the 21st century. I, I get it. The rules are there. And Brenton had to pay $4,500 yeah. for the privilege of doing that. Mm. So he wasn't, being, he wasn't being disrespectful. He was, to your point, it was the theatre. Yeah. It was a moment. Uh, you know, Let's see how many runs it. He's so happy with his filly. And he did say that he he was he took offence to anyone who suggested that 
she's extreme should have beaten him in the slipper because of the interference or the unlucky run that oh, she had. No, that's, that's, that's another thing. It's he brought like, that up. It's like saying, you know, the, I take offence because you didn't tip my horse. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and that's that happens right. too, that's believe right. me. Yeah. Now, the proof will be, uh, we'll see how many people are offended by it, how many times that is used on a promo. Yeah, that's right. I agree. It'll, it'll be run... Because Glenn Boss was the best at it, and they find him every single time and said, look, Glenn, you've got to stop doing this. Yeah. You've got to stop doing it. But every time, they had some it. jurisdiction would put it up in lights and say yep. it would be part of an ad. Yep. And that will, that will be there as well. Yeah, they'll definitely get their money's worth out of that one. Yeah. All right, well, that's got rid of about three minutes. <laughs> now, Gary Portelli, he is on top of the world. She's what a filly. She just turns up week after week and she raises the bar and she sets, well, she'll set a task in the slip room. She proved herself and um, a few people were knocking her before the race today, thinking it might have been a one-off thing, but they don't do that in slippers and still win. You know, I thought today's race was was probably, without taking it away from the opposition, wasn't as strong as the slipper and only meant that she had to turn up in the same order and all week she's been telling me she's been spot on, ready to go. So I just couldn't wait for the race. and. Um, just watched it and, you know, it was easy to watch. She's different, isn't she? She's got a big motor and, you know, these horses come around once in a lifetime, I feel, and hopefully one day we build a weak stand, we'll put the, uh, the fire burn stand beside it. <laughs> well, the streak has started. It has, mate, you know, um, unlucky first start. Um, but, yeah, geez, she doesn't show me this at home. She just does this race day. She's a special horse. And she'll be back here in two weeks' time, all going well? Yeah, look, I think so. I think we'll see how she comes through the run. She'll tell me over the next few days what she's up to and... Um, I hope so. Well, we all hope so too. Yeah, I'd love to see her have the mile and then we can put her away. Give her a really good spell, which is unfortunately a lot of the Golden Slipper horses don't get a chance because the spring comes so quickly. We'll give her a good spell, have not spoke the ownership, but that's what we'll be doing. And we'll make sure we've got a horse for next autumn and, you know, who knows, there's some big races, with a lot of money next year, so I'm not going to burn her out. I said to my manager this morning, I, I haven't had so much confidence going into a Group 1 race. The last time I was that confident was probably I love this city and do a round with guineas and I probably pressed the trigger about a feeling too early and he still won. So I just didn't think they could beat her. And then when Anthony came out and said he reckons he would have won the slipper the other day with her, so I gave him a little bit of cheek at the 50. Come on, come with me. But um, she's just a, she's a superstar. How far from home were you confident? Uh, probably about the 600. Like, she doesn't give you a, a good field early. you just got to let her be. And she jumped well, but she just loses contact with them and switches right off. Um, but once you give her a bit of a boot in the guts, you can just feel her lift under you. And on the corner... Tommy was about six clear of me. I just knew it wasn't far enough. And she probably built through the worst part of the track and it was race over at the furlong again. Yeah, it's great to have the family to enjoy it, mate. This is what it's about, Brownie. This is what it's about. Tommy Berry, she's extreme. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Thought we were home for a bit there. She went well. I was just beaten by a better filling on the day. Damien Lane, let's roll the dice. Yeah, super. He keeps getting better with every run and uh, hopefully he pulls up well and can go to the champagne. Mark Zara, Dormier. Yeah, look, he tries hard, ran very well. Jamie Carr, count the headlights. Yeah, he was good. Um, he probably needs a bit further and to be ridden a bit closer, but we had a sticky gate today, so I was happy with him. Nash Rowilla, charlatan. Yeah, look, I love the horse. He's just sort of long time, long place with the wet tracks, I think. Tim Clark Brosnan. He did just want to over-race a little bit with the blinkers. Um, probably just took his finish away a bit. John Allen Warby. Yeah, just struggled to get through that ground. Probably a bit new as well. Josh Parr, wealthy investor. Yeah, he's just slightly outclassed here today, but he's, he's a nice horse and he has a bright future. Willie Pike, Magic. Uh, he began too well and didn't, didn't settle as well as I'd hoped. Hugh Bowman, Man in the Mirror. He's not at home on heavy ground. James McDonald, Showcourt. He's come to the end of his preparation.
I got to say on the, on the day the winner was too good, but our filly, I was really proud of her. Did a great job at the furlong. Thought she was home, and then I sort of looked back to the inside Thank and didn't have to think about that for too long. But a really good effort. I mean, the filly's cleared out and beat the other four lengths, so it is a filly's year, and I'm pleased to have at least one of the good ones. It's been a tough week for you, obviously, with Libertini's passing. Good to see one of your better horses show up strong today. Yeah, no, happy. Good for Sable and for, the, you know, for all the people behind the Sable. Uh, it gives them a bit of a warmer, fuzzy feeling than we had sort of through the and week. Ben, what about She's Extreme now, the plan? Uh, she'll go to the a Champagne in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, I think after the mile again, she'll really step up again. But as I say, she needs to find a length and a half in the other filly to make a difference. The winner was very impressive today, and she had been in the slipper, so no, no shame in running third to her. Um, it was only his third start and he's, he's a colt that we're probably expecting more from him next season when he gets out to a mile and a quarter and, and potentially further. So he's, he's done a great job to run third in Group 1 at his third start. Well, they weren't the only top-class two-year-olds going around in Australia yesterday. By the way, there, she's in the odds on now, Ronnie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fireburn. She's extreme, going to the Champagne, so another match-up there. But it's her race for sure, Fireburn, to win the Triple Crown. So she wasn't the only... They weren't the only good two-year-olds. No, there's been big talk about this Perth filly, Amelia's Jewel, uh, who uh, is undefeated in three starts. Some of the form experts will tell you her figures are better than Fireburn's and she would have won the slipper. That's easy to say, but boy, have a, have a look at this. She is uh, she's pretty good. We're going to bring the call up. She's uh, about to get to the outside. Those wide armbands, red sleeves. Here's Darren McCauley. Mama down the outside, the Ruffy, Baby Paris, and now here's the favourite starting to wind up. Look at Amelia's Jewel coming. She's coming like a freight train. Amelia's Jewel from a mile back, cut them to pieces, races away, and goes home to score a magnificent win in the Karakata plate. She remains undefeated now, the Siuni filly. Much too good. She's an absolute diamond. She's won it brilliantly from either Baby Ooh, Paris... Give her a slot. <laughs> give her a slot. <laughs> give her a slot. The X Factor. The most impressive thing is Simon Miller's done this all on his own without us. I know. Well, he brings her over here and we can help him. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well her, her, obviously her future will be over here at some stage because she just keeps beating up that uh, group. Yep, and uh, like I say, they, they say the figures are there, the, the form boys with the big computers, and she's got a turn of speed and she looks strong. And it's not easy to do it, Ascot, neither, like, no. come off the back of them like that. Like, um, only rode there, a, you know, a handful of times, but it's one of those tracks that obviously suits on-pace runners. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's not easy to do to come from that far back off them. She's interesting. All right. Um, is that the four group ones? It is. Yep. We are going to come back and have a look at the country championships win by another one. That's next on Thoroughbred Weekly. Country Championships. It starts in early February and it travels around the state. They race for $150,000 in the qualifier and then it's all, and, and most people are more nervous about the qualifiers because you, you only get one crack at it mm. unless you're uh, lucky enough to go to the wild card. But you get one crack at it to get to Randwick and then what will be will be. But Gary Colvin and the Another One crew, they had unfinished business from last year. Yeah, they certainly did, and they presented this horse in magnificent order, I must say. And I thought the story was the, of the race was the ride, because, you know, he, he, Nick Hayward doesn't ride in Sydney every Saturday. I don't think he, he, he'd count his round with rides on, on two hands. Yeah. Um, but 
the way he kept his cool when things didn't go according to the map here, I think most of the maps had him up running third and fourth and he would have had that in his mind himself. So this horse didn't muster speed and he, he played it cool. He played it very cool and he, he would have watched the races earlier, where uh, the race before when um, Hugh Bowman come along that lane on Honey Creeper and he just rode the horse how it was travelling. Oh, I think he, he, it was the ride of the day, um, considering circumstances and how he adjusted and a great story for you know they kept him on he's done all the work and and Gary he's a, a four-year-old now and he just presented him you know uh, with a big hard trial to keep him fit enough for this race and a terrific uh, it was a great ride like you said Ronnie because he had his he had his chance to sort of come off didn't um, edits back yep and sort of come to the, the middle of the track but he didn't panic he kept kept his cool and he might have thought himself there. I've just one horse in, one horse too close, and he yep. edged out again. And just everything about the ride, yeah, it was was it's actually a, a, the difference between winning and losing. Mm -hmm. um, it was terrific, Commando Hunt. Um, Nash got himself a whip fine there of two two thousand uh, dollars. Amulet Street was the one that was overachieved. Yep. Um, great thrill for connections there. How's it, Kev? It's run fifth in the race, so the, the, the dream's alive. The, the, the dream's alive for the country championship. And poor old Test of the Silence, he, he must have got galloped on at the start. He's got lacerations on his near hind, and um, he, he, they, they said he got galloped on, and he was three out of five lanes. So bad luck. He, he obviously had big excuses there. Mm. I think um, you're going to see a lot of those horses put their their hoof up for a slot in the Kosciuszko. Yep. Yeah, they are. They are. They're, they're to, that's your starting point. Yep. That's the next step. Yeah. Uh, let's go and let's go see. Let's see it all now. This is what happened after the country championship. Corey caught up with um, Nick Haywood. I caught up with Gary Colvin and Greg Pritchard, who was out and about, caught up with a stack of people. No, it was um, terrific win. You know, terrific win. I was a bit worried. He got back a bit and I'm going, oh, <laughs> that wasn't our plan. <laughs> but he, he was very um, relaxed before the race and I started to worry a bit. He was just so relaxed, you know, and um, I suppose it's good to have him relaxed like that for a bloody tough 1400. But he, uh, but anyhow, and he didn't sort of get out that he was getting out and on, gee, oh, you know, but anyhow, he, Nick, Nick just was very patient on him and, uh, yeah, just uh, busy him up and, he, right the, he made the right decision to come to the inside instead of going outside, which is um, which worked out pretty well. You were here last year. Has it been a long 12 months? Oh yeah, it has <laughs> for sure. You know, I'm, I'm, but I look, I, I told you when I said this horse has improved and matured. You know, and, and really, you know, they all asked me, was he is he better than last year? Well, I said I think so. You know, and I think you know he's just stronger. And um, but before, you know, we um, tried him over a bit of ground. And he was going all right, but he, he still, I think he's a fresh horse, just keep him a bit fresh, and he, he's rich, you know, so. No, um, we'll just, I, I was thinking about probably having a crack at the, uh, the town plate of Wagga, no, the carnival, then they go for spell, and I hope someone picks him up in the Kosciuszko. Oh, they will now. <laughs> yeah, you. Your first pick, Gary, for yeah, sure. No, thank you very much, yeah. What about the owners? Where are they from? Oh, all over the place. Uh, we, we're from a little place called Tullabajil. There's about half the owners from there. They sort of moved away and that, and we all kept in contact. And we, th this originated with a three-horse syndicate. Yeah, we bought three horses. And we've had a lot of success in all one race, and we've been together for a while. 
but uh, they're all here today. All here, yeah. Great. Did your daughter have a bit of success today as well? Oh, yeah. I'm between watching the watching the footy and the race. So <laughs> but there she won. Yeah, she won. Yeah. Your daughter's going to play in the grand final for Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So what a big, proud day. Oh, great day. Yeah. They always say about time, and then obviously last year was the same sort of time, and and the path through. And he's a better horse this prep, and he his work at home and everything like that has just been phenomenal. And um, I knew he'd get through the track, so, you know, full credit to Gary Coleman and his team. They look after this horse like their own son and it paid off for the, all the owners here today. You got back, you cut the corner. When did you start beginning to have a bit of confidence, mate? Well, he, had, he put a dip around the 800 there and once I clicked him back up and put him back on the bridle, I just had a lap for a horse and, you know, yourself and you're on a heavy track and you can pick back up once you did, uh, you're going to be in the chance of winning. Nashra Willer, Commando Hunt. Yeah, did a great job. Um, well, except for the race, Lane normally come off, but he's just missed you. Hugh Bowman and Millet Street. Oh, delighted with him. Really proud of his effort. I did dare to dream about the 300, but full credit to the winner. James McDonald, far too easy. Yeah, he went really well. He's um, he would really appreciate better ground, but he ran super. Tom Sherry, Enethol. Yeah, you would run. Um, the barrier probably just got his beat. Had to come back to get cover, but. It tacked the line really well. Uh, that's a pity about the barrier. Jean Van Overmeer, Tester Toss Islands. Thought he ran very well, although he probably finished fifth um, or thereabouts. I um, haven't lost any respect for him. Craig Williams, tap and run. Yeah, he had the right, uh, right preparation for this run, the right form reference, the right run, the race, and unfortunately he just is not effective on the heavy ground of today's conditions. Aaron Bullock, edit. Yeah, look, um, travelled terrific. Um, had his chance to win a follow me the whole race, so there's no. There. I just felt he travelled through it, but as soon as he let his head go, his wheels were spinning. Oh, mate, fantastic. What a great feeling, mate. What a great series for the whole industry. We're all new owners, new owners. So we're guided by Gary. Gary said we're going to go again next year. Is it 12 months, a long time? But it worked, didn't it? It worked. You've got that sash. I don't think anyone's going to get it off you. No way. No way. Those that killed me first. No, well done. No, great. Tell us, going back to a key point in the ownership of this horse, there were big offers from Asia of 300000 or more for the horse. You had a vote on whether to sell or not. Yeah, no, we, well, we paid 15000 for the horse. We got off at 400000 about 300000 clear. Then, then they went up to another 600000 but well, Gary rang us, put the deal, and our consensus was if we were to sell him, we need to invest some money and buy something else. You know, so we were stuck, we stuck tight. No, well done. Yeah, well. Good decision. Oh, great decision. And we've got to thank Gary for that. Now, Gary's led us down the garden path quite well. Yeah, it's, it's hard to swallow because you only get one crack at that race every year, but... The horse has gone enormous. Um, geez, I wish it was. Well, I wish it, wish he just got out just a touch earlier and held up a little bit. Maybe he would have won. I don't know. And he needed another stride or two. He did, and it's the horse. I've been. A lot of people have told me he's overrated, but he doesn't look too overrated today because he's finished right there, second behind a really good horse. Um, credit to all our staff. He didn't come through the Tamworth run that well. Uh, paraded a bit light today, but anyway, that's him. Um, I'll never cry after a race, but I nearly did then running second, not winning, I tell you. I won't, I won't cry for a win, but running second like that, it's nearly enough to do it to you. Anyway, got 12 more months to try and get him, get him back into it again. Yeah, about 300 from home, we all started to start jumping and getting quite excited, but look, horse run out of his skin and um, he just seemed to handle the handle conditions today. What sort of run were you expecting? Oh, we were sort of thinking we were a top six chance, especially with the track being a bit wet. He had some decent form on the wet track, but um, look, we thought he was a top six chance, and so he's uh, gone past our expectations and run third, and we were, we were pretty excited. 
Okay, now let's just clear up a bit of homework here. <laughs> about Nick, Benny, the punter on the phone. Oh yes. Now we're going back. To, we'll go back to the derby. Johnny Allen, eleven derbies. Yeah. So he's my man. is saying uh, Bobby Lewis, twelve, only in Victoria and AJC. Right. T Hales, twelve. Tommy Hales, twelve. Same thing. Only Victoria and AJC. Yep. George Moore, one eleven. So he's equal with him, and that's in adding an Epsom derby. Right. And Damien Oliver's won 11, including a New Zealand derby. So he's level. There you go. He so he's right 11 with George Moore, Damien Oliver. The only two in front of him are Bobby Lewis and Tommy Hale, Hall of Famers. Now, more homework. You weren't a That's if Benny the punter hasn't been out in the drink all night. And just <laughs> <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> you can't believe everything on Twitter, you know. Now, it's Mick, he Mick Hegney who rode great boy. He's not that old, is he? He'd be my age because we were apprenticed together. Were you really? Mal Barnes for a while. Sure he was. And we, I think we lived there together for a while. Yeah. When we were kids. So we'd be the same age. You and Mick? Yeah. Um, one more bit. Oh, now, they, the, another, one, another one from uh, the mob from Tullamajool. Yeah, oh, that was another. Twitter's a marvellous <laughs> I think they stopped the game there half time to watch the uh, Ed Did... Wogger in Tullamajool. There must have been an AFL game there. Right. Or so they stopped the game to watch the race. Yeah, yeah. They were very excited. Big deal. <laughs> Big deal. Big <laughs> deal. Um, Polytrack Provincial Midway Championship Final next Saturday. Here's the market. Lees, Lees, War, Bartley, Lees, 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 Bartley. Well, they qualified. Yep. Kind of, all the right horses qualified in this yeah, race. This is a very good wait. race. I can't wait to do the format. Looks like we're going to get another heavy track. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, um, I was at the Field of Sunshine this morning. Yeah, yeah we'll have a look at the bomb. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we've got rain on the way. It's, it's, it's going to be the same, probably worse, lead up into next Saturday with the, if, the four, if the forecast is right seven yeah. days out. We'll give it you a tip. Enjoy, enjoy the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's, um, here's Chris Lees with an update. He's, he's dominated this race. Uh, here he is with Greg, Greg Pritchard. Chris Lee's a major player in the Provincial Midway Championships, as usual. You had five in the race before the wild card and brought another three. Yeah, they were fortunate to get in and, um, you know, they've all got their respective chances. It's a very open race. Outside of even mine horses, I think there's no good chances in the race. So luck in running will pl certainly play its part there. I hope it's a good omen for you that the two dead heaters for third both got into the race. Yeah, well, there was no set rules for it and racing just the whales of kindly let both go in. I think it's a, a smart decision and both parties are very happy. Those three out of the wildcard, Torfeek, Last Confessed and French Marine, would you rate them ahead of many of your others? Oh, look, to be fair, probably not quite. You know, their, their benchmarks would say that. Um, they've come through the, the wildcard path. But look, on a testing track, anything can happen. That track was very testing at Newcastle, so they'll get similar conditions and they race very well. And out of the other five, Rustic Steel, Geo, Kinlock, Never Talk and Grand Rumour, do you have a pick? Uh, I don't pre-Barry draw. Um, I thought I thought of the heats, I thought uh, Rustic Steel and Never Talk were the most impressive of mine. But the other horses have all got uh, a good case to make and I think it'll be a good race. The Oaks lead up the Adrian Knox, uh, very reminiscent of Colette in this race a couple of years ago before she went on to win the Oaks, Honey Creeper. Yeah, look, and um, she's just in great form. <laughs> Bowman at the moment, yeah. he went to Newcastle the other day, went bang, bang, bang. He wrote, I think he wrote the first four winners or something. First four, yeah. And here he is, 
kept his cool, just weaved his way through there in the, uh, the Bowman Lane. And I don't know whether he made her look better than what she was, but she certainly... She's impressive the last... pretty good, the last bit, wasn't she? Yeah, she really ripped through the line. Um, she got over the ground like it was a, a dead track, not a, not a heavy track. Mm, loved it. Yeah, and, you know, sprinted home. So you've got to say, if she back up in a heavy track next week, you'll... Uh, might be cooking with a little bit of gas, or there'd be more opposition. Charity Spirit was okay. Mamunia, like her a lot, uh, just that she missed the run coming into the race, so I don't know where she stands now. I did hear James say that he'd probably look at Adelaide or something with her, but she'd be hard to beat. Uh, she's 1,300 to 2,000, and she's done a really good job to, to run third there. Taizé was okay, and Roots, yeah, just peaked on her run as well. But recently was very strong, late, so maybe a bog 2400 to suit her. All right, um, we'll, uh, we'll show you an Oaks Market in a moment after we hear from James Cummings and Hugh Bain. We've also got Gary Portelli on Charity Spirit and Danny O'Brien on El Patroness. That was uh, beautiful from Honey Creeper. She's the daughter of Tia Filo, who we felt would stay nicely. I, I, I didn't mind the idea that whether it got at Rose Hill to accept with her in the vinery and um, and, and I, you know, the track got very wet and it got transferred to Newcastle, dropped back in distance and that was going to suit horses like Fangirl more than Honey Creeper. So we waited, um, we waited for the Adrian Knox and she wasn't on the minimum. She had to carry a little bit of weight, um, having been a stakes-based getter already. Um, and, she's, uh, and she's got up in very dominant fashion to suggest she's got to be an Oaks contender off the back of that. Yeah, she won well. She was in a beautiful rhythm. I thought the pace wasn't frantic, but it was genuine, particularly for this type of ground. It's very testing and she seemed to travel through it very well and they all started to peel off the fence. I had a lap full of horse and I just let her increase under within herself and found myself on the back of the leading bunch and she did the rest. It was a really good win. Did you think she had a turn of foot on those conditions? Yeah, I did. And but she you know, she was comfortable as I said, she was very comfortable in the race and therefore an increase beautifully within herself. So uh, I presume she's in the Oaks next Saturday and funnily enough, I don't have a ride, so who would have thought? Yeah, we've got uh, Charity Spirit uh, hopefully lighting up there next Saturday. Um, she's had a good preparation and uh, I think the 2400 should be, uh, you know, she'll be well suited to that. In particular, if the tracks start to dry a little bit more, it's, uh, I think we're getting an okay week, so um, we should get hopefully in the slow range. So it'd be nice to see her go around the Oaks. Her owner's from Hong Kong, he's got a lot of money into the game and, and uh, be good to get some sort of a result for him. We'll be bringing our patroness up here next Saturday, so she's had a nice grounding for the race in Melbourne. Uh, we think she gets through the soft, uh, which she doesn't get in Melbourne very often, uh, and she's ready to go a mile and a half next Saturday. Oaks, Gypsy Goddess. So we have Gypsy Goddess hinged, uh, Pink Ivory. Uh, they're coming through the, the vinery run at Newcastle. And well, Fangirl likely to also race on Saturday, but in the Queen of the Turf. Yeah, you'd think... Gypsy Goddess, well, you wouldn't want too wet. Hinge is a wet tracker. Honey Creeper proved herself, like Pink Ivory. Never been kissed. I'm desperate to back her on a dry. Oh, I don't know. Let's just sort that out when we know what we're working with. Now, v Nerve Not Verve is not nominated for the Sydney Cup, so the chairman's winner won't be there next Saturday. Yes, and um, Mike Moroni's horses are racing so well. I thought if there was an upset on the day, this was it. You know, I hardly thought that, you know, opponent form would shape up at, at, at any level in this race. You know, and then, you know, Monaghel, you know, give her a beating in, in that race as well. And here she is in the chairman. 
up to 2600 and uh, and does this. Uh, so yeah. Um, How do you get a stay of Mike Moroni? He's a terrific trainer and a great traveller of horses. Yep. When he travels a horse, whether they're 100 to 1 or you've just got to have a, a few looks at them. They always run well. Have a look at the sire, Corey. <laughs> have a look at the sire. Have you seen? Have you noticed? No. Have Shocking. a look. Hang on. Wait. Oh. Have a look. Nerve, not birth. What do we got? I bet you it's shocking or something. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. spot on. <laughs> shocking. Uh, look, it's another good performance from Knight's Order, who he loves to dominate from the front. Much better from Muncie's. Um, the blinkers went on, wasn't run to suit, so he's back on business for the Sydney Cup. The rest was spaced. Yep. All right, uh, let's go and hear from Mike Moroney and Regan Bayless. I'm going to go to the Launceston Cup, and she went terribly one day at, at Mooney Valley, and she got to come close to retirement, actually, but... I thought that she was just badly in season that day, and uh, then she came out one a next start, and of course, the, the, except the noms for the Sydney Cup are closed about then. Uh, she's due to be sold in the Brewbeer sale, but they might even keep going another year again now, because uh, she was due to be sold last year too, so. Uh, but look, she's a really good staying mare. I've always been a believer that she'd stay, and even though some of the jockeys told me they didn't think she would, um, I think the combination of her learning to relax a little bit more, and, 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 and this sort of ground, she's obviously adept in it, and... Um, yeah, she's done a great job. Clarky bowled along in a beautiful tempo. Um, we're able to begin well. Uh, that was one of her key attributes. She gets out of the barriers cleanly. Able to cross to the fence, confident knowing that Tim would take me where I had to be. Um, luckily, the horse outside the leader, Phil the Rush, was able to drop off and start feeling off the bridle, and I was able to get to the middle of the track where I wanted to get, and she did the rest. Adrian Bott, Knight's order second. Will you go to the Sydney Cup? Yeah, most definitely. Um, that's sort of the, the preparation we had in mind with him coming here today. Um, look, I, I thought he certainly ran ran very well, very honest. He's been building building nicely throughout his preparation. Showed good improvement with his fitness today. And, um, yeah, that would be a, a, a nice race to um, set him up for the, for the Sydney Cup. I guess he's used to the big staying races. It'd be nice if he turned around and won one. Look, well, he's won, um, yeah, he's won over the two miles before. He won the, won the Brisbane Cup last year for us. Um, had a pretty busy time, and I think that sort of just... Um, sort of why he didn't quite find the form he did in the in the spring, uh, but he's come back in great order this time round, and as I said, been been most happy, most pleased with him all the way through. So uh, he's proven at the trip. He's well weighted in the race, and he handles all conditions. So um, yeah, very very pleased. Okay, Ed Cummings spoke with Chantel Buckley on air yesterday, and he hasn't made a decision with Dewis whether it's the Queen Elizabeth or the Sydney Cup. He suggested he's leaning Sydney Cup. Karen McAvoy took an early suspension to miss yesterday to be waiting in the wings to ride Dewars at 51 kilos in the Sydney Cup. Can yeah, you, look, can you blame him? No, no, no. no. She, she looks very hard to beat in the Sydney Cup. Mm. She and she would not be out of a place in a Queen Elizabeth. She wouldn't be, but you've got to think of the future as well. Mm -hmm. Anyway, leave it to them. That's their decision. OK, that's the Sydney Cup. She is favourite, and that's the way Ed Cummings is leaning. We'll come back and have a look at the Queen Elizabeth market because that is going to be the talk of the town for this week, along with the weather. Stay with us. Let's go back to the opening race of the day, all the way back to the first. Uh, Semion wins the kindergarten stakes, uh, having raced 
uh, his early career down south of the border. Yeah, in the Blue Diamond last night, so a big drop in class stream. I thought he withstood the pressure of the race very, very well. I thought it was a tough win. Yeah. Like he, he was getting attacked the whole way. Um, I, I just love the way that he really pinned the ears back and wanted to have a dig. Yeah. And hands and heels here too, Corey, <clears throat> from Pike. Yep. All the way to the line. Yeah, look, he's a, he's a good, strong rider, Willie Pike, um, and, you know, when you know horses are having a go, you know, yes, we use the whip, you know, to encourage them, but quite often, the times, you don't really need it. You know, like, a good, strong hands and heels will, you know, pro providing they're having a go. Yep. Baltimore's a nice horse, uh, space work was good. Danny Williams may have found himself another horse here. Bandy's, well, I don't know whether he's another wet tracker or he might be an up-and-comer. Yeah. I thought he was terrific. Let's Off go, one trial. Let's go and hear from Michael Hawks and Willie Pike. He jumped good. Willie got him in a nice rhythm. Uh, you know, the other horse on the outside just probably annoyed him a little bit, but to Willie's credit, he just uh, let him handle it strong. And part I loved, I think he just dug deep when those horses come at him again. But, uh, look, his first up run in Melbourne when he won on Cox Plate Day was outstanding. And... To be fair, had he drawn a barrier in the Blue Diamond, we probably thought he could have won. So to come up here and frank the form, obviously from Melbourne, just a beautiful colt, great ownership group. We love making colts, we've made another one. Jumped really good. Um, I thought I would have it myself, but didn't quite pan out that way. Um, sort of did have me doing a little bit much mid-race, but I thought he held him well to the run of the line. He dug deep early. Oh, sorry, dug deep late. <laughs> well, he had to dig early too. It's heavy out there. Um, but no, nah, thanks very much to everyone here like I'm just grateful to be here riding in Sydney and uh, yeah. Okay so that is a semi on now to the Carbine Club straight Aaron very very easy win. Uh, good horse no I don't know about the opposition but good horse I think he's uh, a group one winner in the making I uh, don't know how soon he's um, he's a gelding so there's uh, Chris can take his time and get him going his way but he had, went back in a slowly run race here and he owned it um, might be a lovely Queensland Guineas horse and could be a Group 1 winner in the future for sure. I love I, what I, I saw. I went in to interview um, James about um, Nature Strip and he, all he wanted to talk about was that horse. Really? really? That's all he wanted to talk about. He said, this horse is a really good horse. And obviously, he watched his replay at the Farm and <laughs> the way he chased Why the are you waiting until Sunday morning? <laughs> Tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> had a lot going on yesterday, <laughs> mate. I had a lot don't want to hear on. that stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> you need to have a talk to you. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, in this interview, I think we kept it in. Uh, Chris Wallace thinking he may be back in 12 months' time on this day to win a Doncaster. Here he is. It's a tricky draw and... James just wanted to look after him early and make sure that he got cover and settled, but um, I don't think they went along that quick. So it was good to see him showing good acceleration because uh, he made it look easy. Sure did. What have you set your sights on with him? Today. <laughs> That's it. Just just slowly raise the bar. He looks like he's a, a nice progressive horse. He's well bred. Um, the owners are nice and patient, so they've given me the opportunity to give him time. And uh, I've found with horses like that, they can just keep raising the bar. He just felt like a different horse today, especially com compared to um, Warwick Farm, just the circumference of the track. He was able to get into a lovely rhythm there and, and glide up the hill. He's a pretty good horse. I think he'll um, measure up in some real big races during the winter if he goes that way and just feels he just oozes quality. OK, uh, now to the very last of the day, the PJ Bell. Now, Godolphin stacked the decks here, five runners, and they dominated. Uh, so... 
If you're playing the uh, caps, it was red beating black, blue and yellow. Yeah, uh, welcome to first grade. Corey, take us through this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, at this stage of the day, mate, my head was spinning. <laughs> uh, well, Godolphins wasn't because uh, that was a big race for them. They, they all similar profile coming into this race. I think they all had five weeks in a trial coming mm. into it, trying to get their... They're, they're black type, that's what they do. They, they try and get black type with these fillies and they've got up with three of them. Look at them. Here <laughs> they all go. over the joint. So it was uh, late in the day and a big result for Godolphin. And it, it looked like a race, um, like the Sheik's competing in Dubai. Yeah, it's like a Dubai race. It's like one of pony races. <laughs> well, um, here is uh, James Cummings and Nash Willer. Had been going so well this preparation. Uh, you know, she was 101 in the light fingers and 101 in the surround, and uh, and we felt like she could have finished closer. She didn't have the best of luck, and uh, and that really vindicated the good training that she'd been putting in in her preliminaries. And uh, we uh, elected to take the the small fish because they do make sweet eating, and waited all the way to the PJ Bell, and it turned out she had four stable mates that were well suited in the race as well, but. Uh, but she trained beautifully between uh, then and now, and, and, uh, and, you, and Nashville really got to feel the, um, all the benefits of that. She's done a terrific job. She, uh, she's been really racing well, and that's, that sort of win will give her a lot of confidence today too. You know, she's heading in the right direction. Mapped a little bit tricky. How'd you end up? All right, yeah, got plenty of cover, and um, just sort of uh, when I come to the outside, I, there's a bit of a bump from the inside, and just put us off there our game for, for three strides, but look, she balanced up well, and um, well, Timmy really kept kicking. I thought I sort of had it comfortably there at one stage, but um, she pulled out plenty when I needed it. James Cummings was very proud of that result. It was his first ever trifecta, and therefore his first ever first four across the line. Okay. And considering a big stable like that, that was his first ever uh, result uh, of, of multiple runners finishing one, two, three, yeah, and four. Well, I've done it. Uh, plenty, <laughs> plenty. Uh, now, Animo had an elevated temperature. Yeah, I don't know why I wanted to hear that, but I think it's it's way out from the race. And these, yes. you know, there's elevated temperatures and then there's elevated temperatures where you have to treat. So obviously he's just reporting the facts which uh, the stewards want. Sometimes I don't want to hear them, but um, yeah. I don't think there's any anything to worry about. But what a race this is going to be. Um, it's going to be a ripper. And uh, we've got time to play Annabelle Neesham. Here's an update on Zaki. Yeah, good. Um, his work's been good. He's had a couple of feels on the on the wetter tracks in the mornings, because um, that's probably our only unknown, really. Um, but can't fault him. He seems to have come through the All-Star Mile well, and uh, hopefully uh, going to another level, which he'll need to. It's going to be a strong race. Um, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to getting him up to the 2,000 metres. We have to wait for the barriers. We have to wait for the weather. But class-wise, you know he's right up to that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, without a doubt, he's, he's um, certainly got the right class. Um, it's going to be a great race. There's going to be some amazing opposition and um, yeah it'll probably be one of the most exciting races over the carnival. And the latest with Moanga? Moanga he's in great shape, um, looks fantastic, we've just been trying to keep him nice and fresh, he might have a tick over trial next week and then um, he'll head to the all age. Okay I think when we started talking about this race six months ago the only horse perhaps missing from that is Profondo. Yes. And we would love to have seen a Dabe come back to try yeah. and win at three but unfortunately he's not, yeah, he's right. not back That's with us. That's unfortunate.
And uh, along with the Arrowfield, the Queen of the Turf, the Percy Sykes, it is going to be a big day too. Yep, and I think we get those couple of those fields out on Tuesday. Uh, we do. Live barrier draw, I think 9.30 again from uh, Royal Ramwick for the Queen Elizabeth and the Sydney Cup. They'll be done live. The other group ones will come out uh, Tuesday and then the rest on Wednesday. So yep. you get an early start. Yep look, yep, look forward to it. Thanks. Cheers, guys. That's it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. It's a big week here on Sky Thoroughbred Central as we work towards day two of the championships.